0: And we welcome you back to the Xfinity studio here at the NovaCare Complex. It's Eagles Draft Central presented by Deaton Watson, Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. With the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, the Eagles on the clock, with the 84th pick in this 2015 NFL Draft. Third round pick, Merrill, and we've gone through the first two rounds, kind of according to what we thought, with Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver from USA, USC, and then defensive back Eric Rowe from Utah. And as we sit here now, your thoughts on what the Eagles might do with pick number 84. Well, you would
1: think offensive lineman. But if they do not feel there is an offensive lineman who is value at this spot, they will go in another direction. It could, be, uh, it could be an edge rusher. It could be an inside linebacker. It could be another DB or another wide receiver. You go with your best players on the board. Yeah. Let's bring in from the fan cave, Bo
0: Wolf and Greg Cosell. Guys, uh, what are you thinking about as the Eagles get set to make this pick.
2: Well, I think Merrill's right. I think if there were an offensive lineman here, that's the direction they would go. But there's been so many offensive linemen taken in the last two rounds that there may not be a guy there. The positions Merrill talked about at linebacker, I think it would be Jordan Hicks. He would be the top guy on the board, and he's, uh, spent a lot of time with the Eagles throughout this draft process at safety. We know this, they've spent a lot of time with Adrian Amos at Penn State.
3: And Amos is very interesting because he's the reverse. All right, let's get to the uh, let's get up Ro. To Chicago Yard. went from safety. Got to gotta corner. send it back, Greg. to no. Chicago. Chicago. Selection.
0: Please welcome Eagle fans, Frank Arnold from Coatesville,
2: Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Troy.
2: With the 84th pick. In the 2015 NFL Draft, my Philadelphia Eagles select Jordan Hicks, linebacker,
1: University of Texas. All right. Coach Strong. Coach Strong. Jordan Hicks just went off the board to Philadelphia.
4: You know, the thing about Jordan is just one of those players is that he's a coach, Mike, on the field, a young man who's battled through a lot of injuries, and I'm just so happy for him for him to come back and have the senior year that he had. I was talk, telling our players, it's, you know, like you go through a season and there's some guys you wish that you could have back. Yep. He's one of those guys. I told Big Malcolm he can go head on. <laughs> but, but I love to have children <laughs> back. Because he's just a very, like I said, very physical, a smart player and a guy who can play in space. When you talk about spreading yep. him out, he can play in space.
3: Did the did the Eagles reach out to you at any point to, <laughs> to kick the tires on him a little bit?
4: No, no. I, just, I thought maybe he would go... Uh, around earlier but that's me now. that's me talking <laughs> hey
3: I'll tell you it was interesting
0: because I think a lot of people liked his physical traits I think they were worried about the durability
4: yes Yes, because he had battled some injuries. Yep. And this is the first year that he's really been healthy. Because he, you know, and he said it to me, because I think last year we tore an Achilles, and then when we get, he didn't go through spring practice at all, got him in the fall camp, and then he was
0: ready to go. Well, who's going to be the next Texas player taken? Or, or huh? Louisville? I mean, Coach you're right now. Three out of the last four oh, have been Louisville I, or I Texas. It, eh? all so that is the selection, Jordan Hicks from Texas. And uh, Merrill, uh, no question that this is a very talented player. Mm hmm. And that's not the question Eagles fans are going to have. It's the question is going to be, why an inside linebacker here when you've acquired Kiko Alonso, extended D'Amico Ryan's, and you have Michael Kendricks still here, and Najee
1: Good is healthy. Those players who were healthy or who were hurt last year are now healthy. Well, it seems like a logjam at one position. However, uh, you said it. I said it. You do not reach just to fill a need and they were able to fill two needs with the wide receiver in round one, with the defensive back slash safety in round two. Uh, I also was rooting for a an offensive lineman, and there were some names out there like Terry Poole from San Diego State, Trey Jackson was out there, uh, Corey Robinson from South Carolina was out there, Mark Lewinsky from West Virginia was out there, but they felt that the value of Jordan Hicks University of Texas, a guy who grew up in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, was a much greater value at this spot than any of those four offensive linemen.
0: And the Eagles met with Hicks at the combine. He also came to the NovaCare Complex for a visit. We take a look at his numbers, the second team all Big 12 player. And obviously, as you know, we heard Mike Mayock say, very, very talented player who previously uh, had some injury history. A healthy senior season at Texas and a very fine season. Uh, But I think when Chip Kelly meets the media, let's be honest, the obvious question is why an inside linebacker and what happens next at that position? Uh, Clearly with all the reports, rumors, innuendo out there, speculation about potential trades, uh, it's an obvious question.
1: Yeah, and, and we've heard names mentioned in potential trades like Evan Mathis. We've heard Michael Kendricks. We've heard Brandon Boykin. These are names that have been bandied about and maybe they're going to trade for a more experienced offensive lineman.
0: We'll see what happens here. The offensive line not addressed in the first not in two the draft of this draft. Let's go to the fan cave. Bo and Greg, your reaction to Jordan Hicks and what it means for the Eagles depth chart.
2: Well, as Greg pointed out here while we were talking, obviously, despite the extension for D'Amico Ryans, he's no certainty to play early in the season coming off that Achilles injury. Hicks is a player who can sort of do it all for the linebacker position. Physical, can defend the pass, really can do it all in there.
3: Yeah, and I think he checks all the boxes. The reason I think he's a third-round pick and not, let's say, a second or a first is because he's not quite as explosive as you might like as a mover. And the injury history. And the injury say. history, correct. But I think he, he plays the run very well. He's got a feel for working through traffic and finding the ball. The thing that really stood out to me, and now you have to think about your sub-packages, and that's the way defensive coordinators think, is he was a very good pass defender. Uh, He played a lot of zone at Texas, but he's got the skill set to play man-to-man, which the Eagles play a lot of. But I think he's a complete linebacker uh, who checks pretty much most of the boxes. In terms of this Eagles defense, the way that he fits in, he can do everything that the Eagles will want him to do? You know, I made the note when I was done watching him that he's either a 4-3, stacked backer or a 3-4 stacked backer and we know the Eagles play a 3-4 so that's how he transitions to the NFL
2: while we have you talking about the inside linebackers
3: what do you think of Kiko Alonso? I loved Kiko Alonso was a rookie he, w- he was another guy I mean he's about 243 pounds he can run he's a terrific blitzer uh, he's a guy who really checks all the boxes
2: all right guys well the selection of Jordan Hicks I think confirms what we've expected throughout the draft process the Eagles are going to take the guys who they've had in for visits here. Jordan Hicks was one of those. All three players who they've selected so far on that list. Back to you guys.
0: Thanks very much, Bo. Thanks very much, Greg. We've got more to talk about here, and we expect Chip Kelly along in the Novacare Complex Auditorium shortly. So we will come back to Eagle's draft with this one We will hear from Chip Kelly momentarily. Uh, The Eagles have made their third selection in this 2015 draft, and his name is Jordan Hicks, an inside linebacker. The Eagles now have seven inside linebackers. They are making sure that injuries will not play a part in this 2015 season. We'll find out, though, obviously a lot of speculation about the position, the depth chart. What happens next here is Chip Kelly in the auditorium.
4: This was he
5: was our highest rated guy by far. You know, we had him rated in the second round. Um, we had great exposure to Jordan. Uh, I think he, he was the I think the individual that we saw the most in, the, in this offseason, whether it was exposure at the Senior Bowl to him, uh, his pro day, uh, individual workouts, uh, top 30 visits, all those other things. I think when we calculate all our exposures to a player, he was a player that we had seen the most and just felt like um, got a great skill set. He's a three down linebacker, um, can cover. It's uh, an outstanding special teams player, and to be able to bring him in here and learn from D'Amico and Michael and Kiko, Uh just thought it was there's great value in that pick. So it was one of those when you're just looking at the board, he was, there was no one else around him that we had at that point in time. So. It's
2: hard not to think of uh, Michael Kendricks, with the inside linebacker
3: position, getting as crowded as it is. force uh, that he could be had for a certain price. Where do you see Kendricks fitting in, and do you think he's going to be a part of your roster? Before?
5: Yeah, I really do. And, and we're excited to get him back here. I know he spent the draft with his brother, which we understand, and uh, said he should be back here next week. But you know, I think you're always going to draft players. And when you bring them in here, there's going to be the, the, the one thing you want is you want competition at positions. And I, we knew going in at the end of last year with just Michael and, uh, and D'Amico that we really had to short up the inside linebacker spot. And we felt like we've got two quality guys in Kiko. Um, we got a swing player in Brad Jones. You know, we can play both inside and outside. There's some versatility with him, and then being able to add Jordan to the mix, we feel like we've, we, you know, it was a big pro- big thought process of us going into the offseason, what we could do with the inside linebacker spot, and that's what we felt that we we'd done, especially with this pick. Jordan's
0: had a long injury
5: history. How do you square that? I think he's been solid the last couple of years. So you know, he did have a Achilles. Um, in a hip, but he's he's played. He's been 100% cleared and everything, going through the all the all the stuff they do at the combine and medical had a great medical grade coming out of the combine, uh, and our doctors and trainers had no issues with him. With some of yeah. those reports being out there, have teams called about Kendricks to inquire? No, him. not at all. The Alamo Bowl 2012. What information did you get on this, on the suspension? talked uh, talked talk to all their coaches and talked to Jordan and everybody involved in it, and um, you know he he gave his version of the story, and we understand what happened, and he got suspended. And, uh, and missed the, missed the game, and that was the punishment that he had for that. Are comfortable well, character We're very comfortable with him. What is your understanding of what, of what happened and why he was sent? Center- that's a question yeah. for Jordan, so that's not a question for me. How much research did you have to do in that area? We do it with all of our players, so it doesn't matter what the area is. We're just going to, you know, we we hope we leave no stone unturned, but as I said, he we had the most exposure to this player than any player we got in the draft, so in terms of our contacts with him, so.
3: Charlie Strong's defense. Uh, did you see a change in him when, they, when the defense
5: changed? Yeah, that's the one thing that's unique about him because he's played for so many different defensive coordinators in his time at Texas. You know, he's. Uh, came in, got recruited by Mack, and they had a couple defensive coordinators. I know he played for Greg Robinson, uh, Manny Diaz, a couple different other guys, and then Charlie coming in. So you've seen him playing a 4-3 defense. You've seen him playing a three-down defense. That's really lends you to show you what his versatility is. And, and uh, again, we think he's a three-down linebacker. And for us, that's what we're looking for. It separated us from some of the other linebackers who are pretty good in this draft, but they're first and second down guys. you got to take them off the field on third down. He's a type of player like a Michael Kendricks and like a Kiko Alonzo that you don't have to take off the field on third down.
1: You mentioned it was much higher than anybody in your court at this point. Were you tempted to go up and
5: get him somewhere? No, we felt we felt good <laughs> in where we were. Um, it, especially because 'cause we've made some maneuvers, you know, to, to get Eric. We didn't want to sacrifice um, you know, any more picks. We still wanna accumulate picks and that's always been part of the goal. Uh, we felt like moving for Eric was the right thing to do, and then just hoping as it fell this time that, that we could get we could get him. But we we're just going to let the, when you get to this point, we're looking at it, just let the board express itself. And when we're going to opportunity select, you're looking at the board and who's the highest ranked player there, and then we're going to go from there.
3: Size speed, how does he compare to the
5: coach? Um, he's there. You know, he's, he's over 6'1", six, 6'013, six 236 pounds, runs 4'6". I think he jumped vertical 39 inches. Uh, his short shuttle is is outstanding his 10 yard is outstanding his 20 yards outstanding his three cones outstanding you know he's, that's what we're looking for at linebackers we want guys that are three down linebackers and especially when you look at those guys can really contribute on teams and we think we got a huge upgrade at the inside linebacker position from a team standpoint because of how fast and how athletic he is so do i think kiko can be an edge i think kiko can do a lot of things so yeah i think that's one of the things that's a, that's part of his repertoire yeah Do you feel better? Yeah. You know, and, and again, we said we need to address it. You know, it, um, you know, we lost Casey. And, and then with D'Amico coming off an injury, Michael missed four games last year. Um, we've, that, that was a, a real priority for us after the offseason is we need to upgrade the inside linebacker position. We felt like we've done that so far. It seems like now you have, like you said, he's a three down linebacker. I and mean, you have a lot of guys who, who are three down linebackers. I mean, how do you, how do you play them all? I don't, I, think, I don't think he can have too many. I mean, that's that's kind of what you're looking for. And you're also not going to just draft for need. And I said it earlier, if the if the need part of it crosses the talent line, I think that's when you get in trouble because you start reaching. So um, there was a clear cut, no one remotely close on our board to where Jordan was at the point in time we picked him. So there, it, it makes it a real easy discussion. There's no discussion when you're staring at the board and one guy's up here and then the rest of the group is clumped down here. So um, anytime time you, you start to go, hey, what, we'd like to address this position, let's go over here, and then you pass on that player, you know, I don't think that's a – that, that's not the formula we're working with and, and what we're going to do as we move forward so um, we don't want just two down linebackers in, in our system we want three down linebackers and that's what we're you know we'll continue to build as we continue to move forward here so you know, and you know
0: what the press needs, um, but um, line i mean how you look at that position coming in did you ever think that okay you,
5: you yeah were there's some team guys team that, team we very, the that, uh, that we were very that uh, that we were very excited about but Obviously, there were other guys in the league that were very excited about him, too. So, you know, some of the guys that, that went off the board there in the second, we had targeted in the second, but we just we, we couldn't get to him. you know, and, and that's just kind of the process. You only get, you only really, you know, get one pick per round unless you're trying to really move up and stockpile, and it just didn't work out for us. But again, we're not going to reach at any individual position. Um, if we have to go play today, we'll go play today. You know, the only guy that's not here from last year is Todd Herrimans. So, you know, I still think. Um, do we want to add to that position? Yeah, we certainly do, but we feel like we still have another day left in the draft. I like our in this draft, I think it was uh there was three or four guys at the top um that we were really excited about and then we think then I think there's a, it drops off a little bit after that.
1: You mentioned the need the talent line crossing. What if it's the reverse where somebody's very talented but you really don't have any need for that position at all? Do you have any? I, I don't
5: I would say I don't think there's any position that we don't have needs or talent. I mean, you're always going to take good football players um, and then figure it out after that. You also can say, "Hey, we're we feel great about this thing," and then you go out to the first practice uh, uh, first training session we have next week and the kid kid goes down. And then you're like, "Well, wish we had that guy." So, um, I don't think there's any team in the league that will say, "Hey, we're 100% set at this position and we're not going to look. We're going to look a blind eye and just say, "Hey, we're not going to take anybody at that position." So, we're going to look at them, look at them all. If it's even, you know, when you look at two guys that are even in terms of how you've addressed them, then obviously you're going to lean towards we need this position more than we need that position. But um, I think you hurt yourself when you just say, hey, you know, we're just taking this guy because it's a need at that position, and you pass up some really good players. And
3: getting back inside backer Kiko
4: and D'Amico, where are they in their recovery?
5: Um, they're both running around now. I mean, I, I know they've been out with the conditioning coaches. I don't know exactly how clear they'll be when we get out there. Um, on Monday so that you know that's a little bit to be answered but I, I from my understanding I know they're both be 100% by August so I'm not concerned about that but I think um, Kiko's probably a little bit ahead just because of when his surgery was then then D'Amico the saw so me like, uh, you know anticipating Kiko will go through OTAs and all that I don't know exactly what D'Amico will be in terms of when we get going against each other but when we're working on air those guys have been running around right now so I, no, I, I mean, we haven't talked to anybody about trading those guys during this draft. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to predict the future, but I haven't talked to anybody. I think a lot of those reports about us offering all these players is kind of false. And I did have to make some phone calls to guys on our team saying that that's not the case. But we haven't offered any of our players in any packages for anybody for anything. And you know I think, what and I know what people do. They look at you and say, hey, Fletcher Cox is a really good player. Michael Kendricks is a really good player. I would throw them in. If we were trying to go somewhere, but we didn't throw any players in. So, but that name gets out there. So, but we haven't had discussions about that. Did it bother you that those reports were out there and nothing bothers me. You guys are going to write whatever you want to write. I mean, it doesn't bother me. It bothers some of our players though, but I'll talk to those guys about it. But it doesn't bother me. I mean, it happens all the time. So it makes sports great. I mean, you have nothing to talk about on sports radio. Let's, Hey, let's talk trades. And then everybody comes up with a trade. It's great. That's what sports are all about. I think it's fun. But if the guy getting talked about in the trade, gets a little nervous. My point is I got to tell him just not to listen to that stuff. But I mean everybody can trade trade me. I don't care.
0: You said everybody's tradable, so
5: I know.
3: And
5: coach. everybody is tradable. And coaches included, right?
3: Kendrick didn't have to be here and you said he wanted to help with brother, but yeah. did it bother you
5: that he didn't want to be No, here? nothing, and, and I tell our guys it's 100% voluntary. That's what the league set up, and that's the way it is. So, if you want to be here, then I think you're going to get outstanding teaching, coaching, and all those other things, but I, I'm not going to make you come here, and, you know, that's, that, that's your decision. But I understand where Michael's coming from, you know. It's only one time your brother gets drafted, you know, and I think it's a special time for his family, and he told us he was going to be with his brother, Eric, and we anticipate him coming in next week, so. I mean, the one thing I know about Michael, he always works. So I don't think Michael's going to show up here and be 25 pounds overweight. I think he's going to come running through the front door and running around like he can always do. So we're excited to see when he gets back in here on Monday. So. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, so that is Chip Kelly. And Chip Kelly talking about uh, the need the, the, for a three-down linebacker in this defensive scheme. And Jordan Hicks is that kind of a player, an inside linebacker, who will be on the field for three downs as well as special teams. And by far, Jordan Hicks, the highest-rated player on the Eagles board with pick number 84.
1: Yeah, and uh, Chip wasn't getting involved in any discussion about whether or not Michael Kendricks is going to be traded. He said he was with his brother during this week of the draft, and he expects him in this week. Right. And uh, spoke as if Michael Kendricks is not on the block, and he said, but that's what makes talk radio and – if you want to write that, go ahead. That's the fun of sports. But uh, he said it doesn't bother me. He said it may bother some players.
0: It is time now to introduce Eagles fans to the newest Philadelphia Eagle here on Eagles Draft Central presented by Deaton Watts and Dave Spadero with Merrill Reese. And we welcome in Texas linebacker Jordan Hicks, who is the Eagles' third pick of this 2015 draft, who joins us on the telephone. Jordan, congratulations. How does it feel to be a Philadelphia Eagle?
4: Man, oh my goodness! Best, best feeling ever. I'll tell you, it's been it's been a long road getting to this point, and um, obviously I couldn't do it by myself. But you know, I just feel blessed. I feel um, just so proud to be an Eagle.
0: I know the Eagles spent a lot of time with you, including a visit to the care Complex, and I remember seeing you in the cafeteria. Can you take us back to that day and what it was like? The vibe that you got from. Walking around the halls here, meeting the coaches, meeting some of the people on the staff.
4: Absolutely, and you could you could just tell it was a special organization uh, from the beginning. You know, walking into to the facility, um, you know how prepared everybody was, how um, you know just organized everything was, and, and wanted to show you the best and, and make sure that you were a good fit. And uh, you know, for me, it was it was it was right away. I felt comfortable um, with the whole coaching staff, um, you know, all the personnel and. You know, met some players, and and you know, just felt comfortable. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm so excited, so blessed, just to, just to be a part of the organization.
1: Jordan, what does it feel like to be joining an inside linebacker core that includes people like uh, D'Amico Ryan's and Michael Kendricks and uh, the newly acquired Kiko Alonso?
4: Yeah, something special. It's um, something special. I, I, you know, I'm, obviously, I'm, I'm a competitive person. I want to come in and compete, but. You know, I, I, I respect it, and, and I, I can't wait to get in there and just learn. Um, I, I enjoy learning this game. I love this game, and, and that's what I'm excited to do, get get around these these people who have been there and done that and, and just take as much and absorb as much from them as possible.
1: What do you think specifically you have to learn to make the transition from Texas to the NFL?
4: Yeah, um, you know, and that's that's something I've, I've asked myself quite a bit, and, and I think most people say it's the transition, you know, the transition. Um, coming from college, being learning to be a pro, um, you know, you never know until you're in that situation. And uh, you know, I, I, I think getting under somebody's wing and, and getting into a, a linebacker core like that um, will make that transition that much better and that much easier.
0: Jordan, for those of us who aren't familiar with your game, who haven't watched a lot of you in college, can you talk about yourself? Uh, what kind of linebacker are you? What do you love about the game? And in this defense, where do you see yourself fitting in?
4: Yeah. Um, to me, the biggest thing um, that I that I pride myself on is is, is uh, you know my my instinctual um, play and, and the ability to understand um, what offenses and, and defenses you know what, the the chess game between the offense and the defense. You know, I, I pride myself in my mentality, the way I prepare, um, you know, going into a game. So. One thing you'll, you know you see with me is, is somebody who doesn't make very many mistakes and, and gets people around him lined up. I try to be a leader out there on the field as much as possible, and um, you know I, I take that that role um, head on. And um, you know I, I see, um, I, I enjoy playing in the box. I enjoy um, you know defending the run. I, I enjoy defending the pass. I, I I like the the way everything comes together as a whole. Uh, so. You know, for me, I'm willing to play wherever they put me, um, you know, at this point. But I think primarily they see me as a I'm linebacker, for sure.
1: You are playing, you played at the University of Texas, but you grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Are you familiar with any of the Eagles who not only grew up in Ohio, but played at the University of Cincinnati, like Jason Kelsey or Brent Selick?
4: Yeah, um, actually, I had a, a teammate um, who was, who was, who, a uh, high school teammate who went to the University of, Cincinnati and was uh, an old lineman there and was also um, teammates with, with Jason Kelsey. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm familiar with them. Don't know him personally, but but definitely am familiar with him.
0: Jordan, Jordan, uh, as far as the injuries go, it must have been very frustrating for you early in your career at Texas to have to battle through those injuries, the Achilles, the hip, and uh, things that kept you off the field. How how much about patience did you learn during those times? Oh, man. Mm-hmm.
4: Um Everything, you know, I you you put so many eggs in one basket, and, and you define yourself as 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 a, a certain type of person. You realize that um, when when that all gets taken away from you, who you really are. And uh, for me, it was huge. Um, two years in a row, um, you know, had to deal with injury, and 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 had to get it out of my system, and I did. And um, obviously, it was a tough time, and it was hard not being out there with everybody and, and the teammates and, and the coaches after putting that putting in all that work, but. You know, it all paid off in the end, and uh, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about um, who you want to be and, and, and both on the field and off the field. So it was, it was huge for me.
1: Can you tell us something about the off-the-field, Jordan Hicks, your interests, your hobbies, uh, your major at the University of Texas?
4: Yeah, major with sport management, graduated in three and a half years. Um, I, uh, you know, I'm a pretty normal guy. I enjoy hanging out with friends, um, you know, being with my family playing Xbox, you know, just being a guy, you know what I'm saying, just just a, just a normal person.
0: Jordan, final question. What was the whole process like from the time your senior season ended and all the prep to get to this point? Um, they say that this is the, the best moment in a young man's life, hearing his name called, having the phone call come from an NFL team. Put it in perspective at, the, at, at this moment.
4: Wow. Um, yeah, just looking back, it seems – like so long ago, you know that uh, we had played in our bowl game, and and with, I was preparing for the Senior Bowl. Um, but but then again, it also feels like it went by so fast. You know, it's finally here. You never think this moment's gonna actually be here, um, and it's here. And uh, you know, you're you're excited. You you prep yourself for the moment, but you know, it's it's one of those things you don't you don't really understand it until you're you know you hear your name on that um, on the TV and, and you get that phone call that the excitement really, really, really starts to settle in, and and you realize it's here, and, you know, it becomes surreal. So, you know, like I began saying, I'm I'm just just blessed to be in this situation, Um, blessed to be a part of the the Eagles organization, Um, and I'm I'm so excited to get started.
0: Well, Jordan Hicks, congratulations to you. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you in Philadelphia tomorrow.
4: Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Jordan Hicks, the Eagles' third-round selection in the 2015 NFL draft. We'll be back with Eagles draft central presented by Deaton Watson in just one moment. It's Eagles draft central presented by Deaton Watson, Dave Spadero, Merrill Reese. We're live at the Nova care complex and
1: Merrill, the Eagles have made three selections and you have something to say. Yeah. Well, for those of you who wonder why the Eagles took an inside linebacker, you know, they satisfied a need with a wide receiver a defensive back and you obviously knew that the other big area of need was the offensive line but Chip Kelly explained it by saying we selected the guy who was our highest rated player by far when he said by far he is telling you that Jordan Hicks is up there and any offensive lineman available at this point is down here so he did the wise thing
0: right okay and that's Merrill Reese's statement and that's what he's sticking to Let's bring in from the fan cave, Bo Wolf and Greg Cosell, a little film breakdown. How does Jordan Hicks potentially fit into this Eagles defensive scheme?
2: All right, Greg, let's take a look now at what the inside linebackers are asked to do in this Eagles defense, what Jordan Hicks will be asked to do. Sideline to sideline responsibilities, getting after the quarterback, playing the pass game, and getting upfield shooting gaps in the run game. We'll start with
3: pressuring one of the toughest quarterbacks to pressure. Russell Wilson right and this is an interesting play because this is a spy situation and last year they played Russell Wilson Cam Newton this year the Eagles will play Cam Newton again so situations where you may want to spy the quarterback you're going to look at Michael Kendricks here number 95 and you're going to see him As the play starts, he's clearly spying on Russell Wilson. And then what he sees, and this is where speed is so important, and that's something that is critical in any defense, but certainly the Eagles want that. Look at Kendricks, and then he sees it, and he goes. And you can see it if you just play it. Look at him go. Look at that kind of speed. Jordan Hicks will be able to do that kind of thing within the context of the Eagles' defense. Yeah.
2: And as Chip Kelly talked about, Jordan Hicks did test very well the combine, has those that athletic right. ability that he's so, going to so be able to do those things. If we
3: take a look at this play and you get a chance to go back, here we're going to look at... Uh, D'Amico Ryans, who's number 59. And the key thing you're looking at right here is this is a classic case, and it's critical for inside stacked linebackers. And this is the 3-4 defense to be able to read what's in front of them and be able to shoot gaps in the run game. And D'Amico, of course, is very good at that. He's been very good at that his whole career. There's a play recognition element to that. There's a quick reaction time element to that. That's what you're looking for with the ability to shoot gaps because you can't be wrong when you shoot a gap. And, and D'Amico Ryan's did that very well there.
2: And obviously, that incorporates football knowledge, being able to recognize plays very quickly. It certainly sounds like Jordan Hicks is a, a smart young man who should be able to transition well, pretty well. Well, I can well tell you from capacity. watching
3: Texas on tape that Jordan Hicks had very good play recognition. So that's something that will be a strong suit to his game. And again, now we're going to look again at at Michael Kendricks right here. And again, this is a play that deals with play recognition because this will be what we call a gap scheme run where this guard's going to pull. And you have to be able to recognize that. You see this guard pull, you know the run is going to this side. So you have to recognize that and then again you're going to see Michael Kendricks react with speed. And so if you let this play run, you'll see that the guard pulls. There goes Kendricks. He's going to go, and boom, he can chase him down. And speed is a critical element to play the weak side inside linebacker position in the Eagles 3-4. That's the position Jordan Hicks will ultimately be groomed to play the weak side inside linebacker. And in this defense, the
2: idea behind the two-gapping defensive line up front is to free the linebackers to be able to roam
3: freely sideline to sideline. Is that right? That's the critical part. You want your defensive linemen and the Eagles defensive line last year played terrific football. You want them to be able to occupy and control the defensive line so those two stacked inside linebackers have a chance to read what's in front of them and then move freely to the football.
2: All right, guys, so a position that was beset by injuries last season inside linebacker all of a sudden stacked now for the Eagles defense with the selection of Jordan Hicks. Back to you guys in the Xfinity studio.
0: Bo and Greg, great breakdown there, and we see just how Jordan Hicks potentially Mm -hmm. fits into this defense. It has been a very, very interesting and relatively long day two of this 2015 NFL draft. Check out. The way it looked at Lincoln Financial Field earlier today, a little time lapse for you from the Friday mid, uh, the, the, the early morning to the afternoon. It's been all football here and uh, Lincoln Financial Field, as we take a look at it, descends into nighttime, Merrill And we're already at 11, 1115 and, and ready to wrap things up as we get ready for a very, very busy day three. The Eagles with four draft selections On Saturday.
1: We spent a a month here one Friday night. That's exactly
0: right. The Eagles making two selections today, two defensive selections. Eric Rowe, the defensive back from the University of Utah, trading up in round number two to select him. And then in the third round, staying put with that 84th overall selection and taking Jordan Hicks, an inside linebacker from the University of Texas. One that, a pick that I think caught a lot of people by surprise, but as Chip Kelly explained, someone who was a no-brainer in the Eagles draft room Far better rating than anyone else on the Eagles board. Makes sense. So tomorrow we are back with Eagles Draft Central presented by Deets and Watson. Merrill and I and crew at 1130 prior to the 12 o'clock start of the third day of the 2015 NFL Draft. The Eagles with four picks, one in round four, two in round six, and one in the seventh round. They've traded both of the fifth round picks to Miami in the deal that netted them Eric Rowe. And Merrill,
1: as we close tonight... Some positions you're interested in for tomorrow. Offensive line, but not if there is a a quality offensive lineman out there. Right. And uh, there appears to be nobody to get excited about. So uh, we'll see what happens. There have been people who believe that maybe a quarterback could be taken someplace in the seventh rounds. I'm I'm, I'm starting to doubt that because I don't know that there is a worthy quarterback out there, somebody who could be – uh, even thought of as a backup in the future of the remaining quarterbacks. But we'll see. Right. We'll see. Again, we could get into a situation at some point where somebody at a position you're not even thinking of is their highest-rated player. That's right. You go
0: with the highest on the board. We'll find out just how that board stacks up on Saturday with the third and final day of this NFL draft. For Merrill Reese, I'm Dave Spadero. Thanks so much for joining us on Eagles Draft Central presented by Dietz and Watson. Have a great Eagles night, everyone.